This episode is sponsored by KIS Academics. Find private tutoring and online courses, including a free one that I did about mastering LinkedIn on kisacademics.com. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the student space. In this episode, I'm chatting with Bronte all about how she achieved not one perfect study score of 50, but two perfect study scores in year 12. She achieved a study score of 50 in economics and chemistry, and we chat all about how she did it, her study tips and advice she has for current year 12 students. Enjoy. I'd like to begin by respectfully acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional custodians on this land on which this podcast is recorded on. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening to this podcast. Welcome Bronte to an episode of The Student Space. I'm so excited for you to join us today because this chat is going to be a bit different to what we normally talk about. So we normally talk about uni courses, but today you're going to give us a bit of insight on how you not only achieved a 50 which is a perfect study score in one subject but in two so start us off tell our audience who you are and what you wanted to be when you were younger hi everyone um i am bronte and i'm a second year biomed student and i completed uh year 12 in 2019 um i think when i was younger um i probably wanted to be like a sport athlete or something like that Um, I've always really loved sport and still do today. I think another possible dream was always to maybe work at the Richmond Football Club as I'm a very big um, Tigers supporter. But (laughs) yeah, so I guess they were probably some of my career dreams. Lovely. Now let's go back to your high school days and we were just talking off, you know, off the recording saying how lucky you were to do your year 12 in 2019 before everything kind of went you know, uncertain and locked down. So what was your high school experience like? Yeah, I really enjoyed my high school experience. I think it was a good sort of balance between social events, extracurricular activities, and then also um, a good education. Uh, So that was really good. I think I was really lucky that we had a um, good year level. So like had a great bunch um, of girls in my year level and also a really tight friendship circle. So that obviously made the whole high school experience um, a whole lot better. And I think another thing that I really enjoyed in high school was the extracurricular um, opportunities, particularly sport for me. Um, So I guess the school I went to was involved in something called GSV Sport. So that's Girls Sport Victoria. So it was sort of like a inter-school competition um, that ran each term. So each term I would do a different sport. And yeah, I really loved that. Awesome. What sport did you play? A whole lot. Uh, each term I did a different sport. So term one, I did tennis. Term two, I did netball. Term three, I did volleyball. Term four, I did basketball. But then also throughout that, I also did athletics, cross country, rowing, a uh, bit of water polo, and then also netball on the weekend. <laughs> oh, I love this. You've just done everything. This is the best. <laughs> Now, I mentioned in the intro, you not only achieved one, but two perfect study scores, which is incredible. So one in chemistry and one in economics. Now, was this the aim at the beginning of the year? Did you go into your year and set out, okay, I want to achieve a 50? Definitely not. I think achieving a 50 was not something that was really on my radar. Um, like obviously it's not impossible, but I think at the start of the year 12, I sort of thought it was, but I guess my goals were probably more aligned to just 
trying to do the best I could across all subjects. Um, I think at the start of the year, there wasn't a particular subject that I thought was sort of my best. Um, so I guess I sort of just had that mentality throughout the whole year. So it was a bit of a shock um, at the end of the year when I got my results. I think it was a nice shock. Absolutely. But so we've done chemistry and uh, economics, which are both so different. Tell me about the other subjects you did. So how did you pick what you were going to do for all your three fours? Yeah. Um, so I guess earlier on in high school, I was sort of a part of the like maths extension um, program. So I was doing one, two methods um, in year 10. So I guess I then did three, four methods in year 11 and that got or sort of a subject already chosen. And then based on that, I guess I really enjoyed maths. So I decided to do uh, specialist maths. So that was one of my other subjects. English, I guess, was a given. And then chemistry, I decided to do chemistry, um, obviously, because it was a prereq, I guess, for a lot of the uni courses that I was looking into. And I also enjoyed science. So then my final two subjects were probably the ones that were a bit more difficult to choose. Um, I ended up choosing physics as I thought it was sort of a combination of math, science, which were two sort of things I was good at. And then echo. I think that's all six. That's it. <laughs> so echo, I guess, was a bit of a different one um, for me and sort of provided a bit of a break or a different kind of, yeah, completely different subject in terms of content. And like different style of thinking, because I can imagine you're doing a lot of maths in physics and obviously in special methods. And then you're also doing science STEM kind of you know, brain thinking for your chemistry. And then economics is completely different, like social science kind of side. Yeah. So it was actually really good because it was, I guess, a break from that heavy um, other stuff. But then it was also something I was really interested in. And by the end of the year, it was probably my favorite subject. Amazing. It's good to hear. Now, I want to know, did you ever feel pressure in VCE to do really well or to achieve a really high ATAR? Um, I don't think that there was much external pressure in terms of like family or friends. For me, it was probably more internal pressure. I'm probably someone who tends to be quite hard on themselves. So I probably wasn't the best at managing the pressure that I had for myself. But I guess I sort of throughout the year just took on the mantra that if I was trying my best, doing my best, then I guess that's as much as I could sort of do. That's some great advice in especially like managing the pressure. But what about like the school or like the friendship environment? Were you in like a environment that was like super competitive? Like did everyone have really high goals to achieve or do you think like it was like healthy kind of competition? I think everyone had high goals to achieve, but I don't think it was necessarily a competitive environment, more just sort of um, a culture where I guess everyone wanted to do well. So everyone was trying their best, but then also, I guess, willing to help out others. So I don't think, I think it was probably quite a good environment um, to do year 12 in. And I think it probably helped everyone sort of excel. Awesome. Obviously, a lot of students would get really stressed or nervous before a sack. Would you have any advice to like reduce those nerves or manage those emotions? Yeah. Uh, well, I think regardless of whether you feel prepared or not for a sack, there's always going to be some sort of nerves or anxiety about it. My advice probably would be to sort of control what you can to the best of your ability. So I guess that's in terms of preparing as well as you can and also going in with an open mind. So, yeah, I think that's probably 
sort of the best way that you can manage it. And then also just remembering that at the end of the day, it is just one sack. It's not going to make or break your year. And like in a year's time, it's not what you'll be remembering. That is so true. And talking about sacks, did you ever had like, like ever have a bad sack? And what were your emotions around that, particularly bouncing back and like moving forward from that? Yeah, I definitely did have a bad sack. I think what comes to mind is probably my first chemistry sack. I was probably a bit disappointed with how I went in that. I guess in terms of bouncing back, you kind of have to use it as a bit of a learning kind of moment. So I think I really reviewed that sack and sort of considered how I could sort of maybe change my study ways. Um, so I think at that point, I did actually change my sort of note taking um, for chemistry and started to focus more on, I guess, practice sort of questions. But yeah, I guess year 12, there's so many sacks, so many little ups and bumps. You kind of just have to keep keep on going. We can't like sit and worry or we can't sit and like like overanalyze because the next one's coming up. We kind of got to like pick ourselves <laughs> up and just go to the next yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing is sometimes what you consider is a bad sack isn't necessarily a bad sack. Like my special sacks, I can tell you they all felt extremely bad but that was just because they were really they were a hard sack and regardless I think everyone found them hard so often I guess if you find a sack hard it's likely that everyone else is feeling the same that's true that's really good to know as well and I want to know like obviously like VCE or even just studying for Saxon exam it's like a lot of mental preparation goes into it and self-talk so I'm wondering like did you do any like rituals or like did you do anything to help kind of get you through that was like out of the norm um I'm not sure if I did much that was out of the norm um but I think it is really important to go into a sack with a positive mindset and try and keep that positive mindset throughout the sack regardless um of how it's going because yeah I guess the way that you're thinking can really sort of affect your performance and how well you can sort of answer the questions to the best of your ability. But yeah, I'm not sure whether I had any particular tricks at all. <laughs> you know what? It's so true talking about mindset. I think in a sack or in a test or whatever it is, you kind of have to like talk to yourself and be like, hey, I got this. It's okay. I know what I'm doing. I've seen this in the textbook or I practiced something similar last night. That's like kind of what pulled me through sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, okay, what we'll do now is we'll go through study tips for economics and like what you did, and then we'll go through study tips specific to chemistry as well. So let's start off talking about economics. How did you take notes? What did you find was most effective or like how did you like properly study for it to, you know, remember the content and understand everything? Yeah, so I probably did sort of change my note-taking strategy halfway through the year, which was partly because we did end up getting a different teacher. Um, funny enough, I did get a different teacher for both Echo and both Chemistry in year 12. No way! But it did actually work out um, to be the best for me. Like the teacher that we ended up getting for both subjects was really helpful. So the way, I guess, with my economics notes, I ended up basing them on the dot points in the study design. So often I think the questions for economics um, in the exam are really based on those um, dot points. So I started, I guess, writing my notes under each of those dot points and that way you knew that you'd covered um, that dot point. In terms of um, revising, I guess I was sort of a cue cards um, person. So I would sort of write like 
summarize my notes, put them on cue cards, and then just throughout the week leading up to a sack, I would sort of uh, go through them. Awesome. Now, any other top tips to best learn economics? Because we have definitions, we have visuals and a lot of graphs, and then we have some calculations and things. How do you think you should best revise or like learn all this content? Yeah. So I think there's sort of two aspects to the sort of study design. I guess it's first understanding the content um, of economics and then the way that they normally test it is by applying it to sort of what's happening in the economy at the moment. So I guess it's about understanding the content and sort of theories and then being able to apply that knowledge to um, the current Australian um, economy. So in terms of, I guess, that second point, it's important to sort of be aware, I guess, of what's happening in the economy, um, knowing stats about economic growth, inflation, um, policy, budget policies and all those different things. And then I guess being able to include them in your answers because um, that really, I think, elevates your answer. Do you think you were like watching the news or reading the newspaper more than you would have if you didn't do economics? Maybe a little bit more, I think. Um, well, part of it, you do have to know some policies in uh, relation to the budget. So I probably hadn't really taken um, any interest in the budget in previous years. Um, and then there's also the aspect of uh, the RBA, which sort of changes interest rates. So I probably maybe read some of their kind of documents on their meetings and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I probably did take a little bit more notice of what was happening in the economy, particularly in year 12 for the subject. Absolutely. What about like, do you think tutoring is necessary to do well in this subject? I don't think it's necessary. I didn't have um, tutoring for any subject, but I think I was probably fortunate that I did have a really good teacher so I could um, utilize them as best I could. But I don't think tutoring is necessary. I think what you should really be aiming to do is maybe maximizing the resources that you are able to access. And if tutoring is one of them, then I guess that's added bonus. Absolutely. What about other recommendations? Like, did you do like any lecture revision workshops? Did you watch any like YouTube accounts or podcasts? Um, for economics, no, not really. I think there was a website called Trading Economics, which I probably found all my kind of uh, economic stats from. But other than that, I probably didn't really rely on many of those sort of lectures, workshops, sort of resources for economics. But this is good because like, it reminds students that you don't need to spend the money to do really well to get a 50. Like you can totally do it by yourself or with the help of your peers and your teacher. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, what about chemistry? We're shifting now to the science mind. How do you effectively take notes for chemistry? Um, so again, my note-taking strategy for chem changed throughout the year. So at the start of the year, I was probably taking notes from like the textbook under each sort of chapter. But I think after the first sort of sack, I decided that probably wasn't the most effective use of my time because we were in class, I guess, getting booklets with sort of the information and content. So I decided to sort of rely mainly on them and just maybe supplement them with things that I found in the textbook rather than writing a whole complete set of notes. Totally. Good point as well because it's all about like managing your time and like studying smarter as opposed to harder. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. And what about like top tips to learn or to remember? So again, like just like in economics where we have like graphs and definitions, chemistry, we have like figures, like we have, I did chemistry back in the day, but it wasn't my favorite. So I'm trying to remember back. We had like figures, you had to like remember the mold. You had to remember what, how to interpret different types of graphs. How did you best remember everything? Um, I think chemistry was probably more about practice questions that I found was the best way to sort of um, revise but I then probably did use my kind of cue card method for sort of the parts of the subject that are a bit more um, memory based whether that's like particular kind of reactions and their catalysts or particular kind of like the first topic of chemistry is all about fuels so knowing all the different types of fuels but I think chemistry Um, the best revision probably is through practice questions and exposing yourself to different practice or types of questions. Absolutely. And again, the question I asked for, uh, I was going to say accounting, the question I asked for economics, same for chemistry, do you think tutoring is necessary to do well? Did you have a tutor? No, I did not. um, I didn't have a tutor for chemistry. Again, I don't think it's necessary I guess if you're someone who's maybe struggling in chemistry and you're fortunate enough to maybe be able to access tutoring then go for it I think it will definitely help but you can definitely just using the resources that you have so for example I think our school had access to Edrolo so I used Edrolo um, there's checkbook questions textbook questions and then just asking my teacher a lot of questions absolutely and do you have any final recommendations for chemistry um it is I think it can be a hard subject for some people I'm trying to think my chemistry days yeah, I literally just struggled. I hated it. So I'm not the best person to ask. <laughs> Any like YouTube accounts, podcasts or stuff with for chemistry? Um, I did at the end of uh, Unit 3 attend like a Unit 3 kind of review um, lecture that I think spanned over two days. Yep. Um, I think that was maybe good to sort of just review the content of Unit 3 and it was sort of a bit more fresh in my mind um, entering sort of the Term 3 holidays where you start kind of studying um, for the exam so that was probably good in that t- in that manner but yeah other than that I think yeah. awesome <laughs> okay what about some other study advice so for example you did a lot of sport and I'm wondering how you balanced all this with your study yeah so I guess for me sport was sort of non-negotiable it was sort of that was in my schedule um, and then I worked my study around that um and I probably found that having that sort of sport a bit of like an outlet made my study probably more productive when I did then did do it um so it was having sport definitely helped me academically I think if I didn't have it I probably would struggle quite a bit being in year 12 last year or this year as sport was sort of my main kind of outlet from study. This is so true. A lot of people find this as well, where you can't just study because you need to take a break. And I was going to ask you about time management next. So I'm guessing you had your sport and then you fitted your study schedule around that. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think I probably really tried to maximize my time. So getting to school in the morning, my parents had to get to the city for work so regardless I would probably at least be at school at 8 a.m so I sort of figured well why don't I just get to school half an hour early and then I can actually sort of maximize that time so most mornings if I didn't have sport 
um, I would maybe be in the library from 7.30 to like 8.15, um, doing a little bit of study. Um, and then at the start of year 12, I was doing rowing. So a lot of your Saturdays get taken up by regattas. So I guess on the way to Geelong, I would use my cue cards and sort of revise over um, maybe my economics content or go through my English books and pick out quotes. So I guess I sort of just maximised the time that I did have as best as I could. Absolutely. And it's good that you're not putting in like a big effort you're doing little bits here and there which ultimately add up to one big effort by the end which it's nice to remind students that you don't have to sit there at your desk for 10 hours it's just like little bits every day yeah yeah little bits just sort of chipping away at it yeah and um what's your opinion on discussing answers after a sack uh personally I cannot deal with it um I find discussing answers after a sack probably more stressful than the actual sack itself um, so I probably always kind of removed myself from those discussions, but I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I just know that I probably overthink things and then adding other people's answers um, would just sort of make that a whole lot worse. Totally. It's like, well, actually everyone's at home online anyway. So it's probably like a bit easier not to talk about it, but yeah. Yeah. Which leads me again to like talking about online learning. So while your experience was in person and probably like the best year 12 anyone's had in like a long time, tell us about your online learning experience at uni and whether you had any tips for current year 11 and year 12 students to stay motivated online. Yeah, well, I personally found uni online quite hard. I think my um, sort of concentration time span has really become uh, a whole lot shorter so I think my advice would be trying to focus in sort of smaller um, blocks and then sort of taking more frequent breaks Um, I think even if you have the luxury maybe even sort of separating your sort of study room from your kind of bedroom and then you've kind of got two distinct places so one where you can relax and then one where you go to just sort of focus on um, study in terms of motivation I think what's probably the best is having something to look forward to, to sort of maybe reward yourself throughout the day or at the end of the day, whether that be going for a walk, watching an episode, baking, whatever um, sort of activity you find uh, enjoyable. Absolutely. Some great advice there. And I would love to hear whether you have like an ATAR reaction story time. So firstly, tell us what ATAR were you expecting? You don't have to give your exact one, but and then compare it to like what it actually was. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what ATAR I was expecting. I think I was hoping for quite a good one. I was trying to not put a number on it to sort of, I guess, reduce any disappointment that there could be. Um, But I think when I did actually get my ATAR, it was probably a combination of relief and shock I think relief that all my hard work had been rewarded um and then also shock particularly with my 250s that I wasn't expecting probably particularly in chemistry that was the biggest shock but yeah I think relief and shock were probably my two main emotions love it and what about like family friends how did everyone else react or were there any pressures around any of those like circles I don't think there was any pressures from them as such I think the night before we got ATARs, I think I was talking with a friend and we decided to sort of give each other a bit of a heads up 
how we were feeling after our ATARs, not necessarily like saying what we got, but just whether we're happy or whatever. Um, so we both ended up being happy. So that was um, good. Yeah, I don't think there were really any pressures. Good. No, that that's good. That's really nice to hear as well. And lastly, like while you did get two perfect subject scores, so two perfect 50s and an incredible ATAR, if you had your time again, would you do anything differently? I think probably getting less caught up in like the result of each sack or the um, sort of pressure on trying to do well, which I know is a lot easier to say looking back um, on your toll compared to when you're sort of in the moment. Um, but sort of really, I guess, enjoying and... Like making the most of it? I don't know if that's what you meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of really enjoying and making the most of the sort of social events that happen, which I know has been a lot harder for year 12s last year and the year 12s this year. Um, but I think taking or embracing the opportunities that and social events that do actually happen and really sort of treasuring them. And then I guess just doing as best you can um, in terms of the academic side. Um, there's not really much more that you can do than that. Absolutely. Some great advice there. Thank you, Bronte. Now that does conclude our chat today. If anyone has any questions about chemistry or economics, where can we find you? Where can we reach out to you? You can maybe reach out to me um, well, via Kiss Academics or via find me on Facebook, send me a message. I'd be happy to help out or talk to people. Love it. What I'll do is I pop all the details in the show notes. So if you're after Bronte and looking for her, you'll be able to find her. If you like this episode of The Student Space, you can find us on Instagram at the.studentspace and it's just The Student Space on Facebook and LinkedIn. Also, if you have any requests for podcast episodes in the future, do reach out to us on Instagram DM and I'll make that happen. If you'd like to support us further, follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Alternatively, I would love for you to leave a review. Thanks everyone. Bye.